Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell. I really appreciate it. Just remember, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, before I forget, as we start the show tonight, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, topic suggestions, and or guest interview requests, you can message those to me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And tonight, we have a two-hour segment. The first hour is a special interview with guest, artist, singer, podcast host and much more <laughs> named Brandon Blippen. I'm about to get him here on air. So feel free to call into the switchboard and say hello as well. The switchboard phone number here is area code 323-642-1556. And Brandon, are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being on the show. I have not done an interview in quite a while. I've got to be honest, I've been doing lots of trending topics, a little bit of open mic night hosting segments on Sunday nights, but I used to do tons of interviews if you look back in the archives for quite a while, so I appreciate you actually giving me this opportunity as well, so you're helping me get back in the groove here, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It was I was really surprised, honestly, that you uh, accepted it because I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter, and I saw that you said if you want if anyone knows anybody to interview just tweet me and I was like hey how about me <laughs> so I was well yeah why not <laughs> and you you most definitely have some talent I I mean oh my goodness me I have been listening to your your music on SoundCloud and you have like 10 cover songs and 10 original songs and I'm like why does he not have an album out seriously <laughs> yeah it's no it's been frustrating so a little bit of a back. I'm hoping to have an album out in November. That's kind of the, the timeline. Um, I had a band awesome. uh, back when I was pursuing music um, as a career, um, but the the album kind of got put on the back burner because I decided to to go back to school and focus on uh, getting my degree and and kind of saying goodbye to that pursuit. So the album didn't really get finished for a long time, but now. I've been kind of getting back and uh, making music a priority, and uh, hopefully that album will be out uh, beginning November. So, wow, that's yeah. awesome! Well, definitely count me in as one of your first buyers of the album. Definitely a fan here. <laughs> Appreciate Love your music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm dedicating this particular segment tonight in memory of my mother who passed away ten years ago. I know I tweeted last night. I was, you know, looking up your music and on SoundCloud, yeah. but also on YouTube. And this music video, well, music video, a video of you winning the, I believe it was Make a Wish talent show fundraiser event, and you sang a song called Guide You Home. Oh my goodness! Tell me more about that. Yeah, so it was that was. Um, uh, my college hosted an event for student athletes uh, where people could pool in money. And I'm, I can't remember what charity all the money went to. It might've been make a wish. I, I can't remember exactly, but basically um, all of the student athletes put, put on some sort of performance. Um, and then everyone at the end got to put money in, in order to vote. And so all the money that people used to vote also went towards uh, the charity and um, Guide You Home was a song that I had written, um, actually co-written with um, a- another artist when I, when I was living in Nashville. Um, honestly, his, his name flips me now because it's been so long, but uh, we, we kind of spent a couple hours just in a room just trying to write a song, and 
we wrote that one after just one one uh, meeting with each other, and and that's kind of been a uh, a fan favorite, uh, if you will, of the songs that I've performed over the years, and I figured it would be a, a super appropriate song to to go with for that talent show, and it it definitely was a was a hit, and I ended up winning the talent oh. show, so that was pretty awesome. Well, it was the, the the oh my goodness the crescendo towards the end and the audience reaction and the cheers the applause just gets louder and louder it's so moving I mean that that oh my goodness that song touched me deep and I, I could definitely see how it was a perfect fit for that event and just just overall a great really a great life motto song you know like guide you home just beautiful yeah absolutely so, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I know I'm kind of doing this interview backwards. We're starting out kind of like current, but I definitely want to get more background story on you here shortly. Uh, But on that note, I've tried to upload a couple of uh, recordings you sent me. The first one did upload called Steam, which is from your original songs and on SoundCloud. And everyone, please check him out. Go to soundcloud.com forward slash Brandon Flippin Music, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-F-L-I-P-P-E-N-M-U-S-I-C, Brandon Flippin Music on SoundCloud. Uh, But on that note, I want to go ahead and play this particular song, if you don't mind, and then kind of dive deeper into that and kind of go backwards a little more into your, your story of how you got into music and such. Absolutely. Sounds good. Perfect. All right. Let me get that up here. And on the cover song, side note, you may be singing that one live later if I can't get it to upload. It's it's pending. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a heads up on that. All right. I'm going to click mute on both of us now so we can fully pay attention to, to the music for a moment here. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Like a glove 
arrived upon a shelf unborn, still hiding, mocked played within the touch, whispers find a crusted blood. goodness me that was so good Mm-mm-mm. you know I've got to ask what was the inspiration behind that song mm. um, so that song uh, it kind of came at a time um, when I, w- I was living in Nashville uh, still trying to pursue uh, music as a career um, but things had kind of gotten away from me because um, I, I had in order to live in Nashville on my own um, I had to have a job that paid pretty well, so I became a, a general manager of a Jimmy John's, and uh, that job was a lot more time-consuming than I had uh, first anticipated, which, you know, <laughs> being a general manager of any sort of shop, you'd think that you'd be expecting it to be pretty time-consuming, but I definitely wasn't prepared for it, and, and music really had kind of gotten placed on the back burner because of this um, priority of work. And when I was able to kind of maintain my work life um, after a, a while, because I'd gotten used to the role of a general manager, I really wanted to come back and write something that I had never written before in the sense that pu- I was going to push myself in ways that I, I never had pushed myself before. Um, and so I really wanted to write something that um, was different melodically and lyrically. Um, a, lot, a lot of writing that I had done up to that point was more, um, I guess, explicit, where the, the meaning of the song could, could be more understood just from listening to the words as if you were just hearing a story. And this song, I really wanted to take, you know, delicate lines and they meant something specific to me, but I wanted it to be vague enough where if someone heard it, it could touch them in whatever way it needed to when they listened to it rather than it being for a specific purpose. So, yeah. Beautiful. 
so beautiful. Oh my goodness, me! I love your music, and um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to dig deeper on that because you you kind of mentioned about you know like the general manager job, Jimmy John's in Nashville, and and taking time off from music, going back to college. So so tell me a little bit about your background. Did you grow up in Minnesota? Yeah, so I I grew up in uh, a suburb of Minneapolis. Um, I moved around a little bit when I was a kid, but we had always lived in Minnesota. And then my sophomore year of high school, my my family kind of wanted to – well, it was actually during the freshman year of my high school. My family wanted to get out of our comfort zone and, and do something kind of drastic because uh, they, had, my parents had always grown, had were born and raised in the town that I was now born and raised, and and oh, we wow. just wanted to ex- experience something new and and try something different and get out of the comfort zone and try to grow as as a as people and but as a family and and so um, we ended up moving to um, a suburb of Nashville and I went to high school there for two years. Um, And then I ended up moving back to Minnesota for my senior year of high school. And I went to the same school that I went freshman year. So it was kind of back and forth and back and forth. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 And then I ended up going back down for college for a year and then dropping out of college to pursue music while living in Nashville. So. Nashville, right. But you're not actually a country singer per se either. What would you define your music? I noticed it, I noticed folk was kind of the category selected, like on the SoundCloud stuff. Yeah, well, the SoundCloud stuff like says singer songwriter folk, like it's kind of mm-hmm. a combination. I, I've had a, a, a tough time. Um, I think any musician really does have a tough time defining their music. I think other people might be able to say, oh, this reminds me of this band, but I really don't try to put myself in a box because I always want to grow as an artist. Um, My biggest inspirations when I first started out were bands like Coldplay and The Fray. Um, Oh, nice. And that's why, yeah, that's why I started learning piano and stuff. But I, I think I've kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of a pop rock uh, band-esque feel, and I think I did kind of travel into the realm of more singer-songwriter and folky-esque. Um, mm-hmm. I know if you Google my name, it says that I'm a folk artist, but I, I don't it even know if does, I necessarily I consider myself. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why yeah. I, I, I thought that, because I thought, you mentioned Nashville a lot, and I thought, well, I know Nashville's, of course, infamous for, like, country music, per se, but, you know, of course, they have other artists, other genre, too, but yeah. that's you know, kind of their niche. And then, and then when I saw folk and then I listened to the music, I was like, I don't really feel like this is country nor folk. <laughs> just like no, you no, said, I feel no, like it's just you. <laughs> definitely, right. And I definitely can see the singer slash songwriter in you, which is, uh, you know, my favorite type, of course, is the musicians that write their own music. And I, I definitely noticed a lot of piano on your original songs. Do you play any other instruments? I don't. Um, I, I started to try to pick up the guitar, um, but I, one of my weaknesses as a person, I guess, is my impatience. And so when I started trying to teach myself the guitar, um, anytime that I would start to hit a chord or a note that I thought sounded nice, I would jump to my piano and try to write a song off of <laughs> that same chord. So <laughs> I never was honest. able to focus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was never able to focus just on the guitar. And then, um, yeah, just – and then I, I, had, I had one person who um, was – going to possibly be my manager who said, you know, uh, 
you can you can improve your skills on one instrument if you spend like if you focus on that rather than trying to play all these other different instruments and and so that kind of inspired me to really just focus on my craft as a piano player and, and really hone in on that well i have a little advice for you as a musician myself growing up playing different instruments uh and i do miss it dearly i really should get back into it uh i actually played piano initially as like I don't know. I taught myself how to play piano in like fourth grade, how to read music. One of the most proudest, yeah. <laughs> proudest accomplishments for myself there. And uh, anyway, yeah. and so when I, I, I was in orchestra, I learned from like sixth to ninth grade. And then 10th grade, I finally followed my dream. I always wanted to be in band. Don't know why. Just really love the music, especially during football season, yeah. <laughs> that marching band appeal and all that. And so uh, right. the, the little tip of advice for you, it's going to sound kind of weird at first, but bear with me here. So what I did was I, my, I met with the band director and um, he basically was like, okay, what do you know how to play? I was like, violin and piano. He was like, perfect. You can play percussion. I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, you play piano. You can switch over to xylophone easily. So when your skills are ready with piano, especially enhancing your skills every day, improving more and more, you could definitely you yeah. know, type that in and if you ever wanted variety with a xylophone keyboard keyboard has tons of sound effects so, i mean honestly you could play pretty much any instrument sound with a keyboard and just yeah. use it yeah, piano definitely. so you could always jazz it up if you wanted to try something different out of your comfort zone on that aspect so yeah just a little yeah. insight no, there I appreciate for you the advice. sure I, I mean honestly there, there's a piece that i'm kind of working on now that um after this album comes out in november i'm planning to come up with after and my my goal is to write every every piece of the music um, through my keyboard and, and experiment uh-huh. with different sounds and stuff. So that's, that's really good advice. Cause that's something that I think Great. would really benefit me in that process. Definitely. And don't get me wrong. I love your piano music. I'm beautiful. I, I wouldn't change a thing. I really wouldn't on the 10 original songs I listened to last night. I, I love it so much, but yeah, that's just, just something that, like you said, you know, change it up a little, challenge yourself, you know, going forward. Right. So definitely but right. yeah and that isn't that a cool effect that you can just get a keyboard that has all those different sounds and different instrument sounds and just oh, hit I the know. piano notes I, <laughs> I, I just bought this casio privia and it's got like mm-hmm. over 700 sounds on it and it's wow. just it's kind of overwhelming at first because it's like okay which one <laughs> do i pick but but it's, it's like a good overwhelming because it's like when i really get to sit down and experiment with it who knows what i can create out of it so it's it's pretty awesome Right, right. And I know I know you're a bit younger than me. Twenty are you twenty six? Twenty eight? Trying to remember. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yep. That's right. That's right. Uh I'm forty four and I very much envy I don't know if you got to grow up with it, maybe, maybe not, but I know in today's generation they are growing up with uh what's it called? Music technology. Like like go to high school and get take music technology class. I would never had the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah, so well, cool. It's it is awesome and I think you also see just art schools, you know, art school focus uh, a oh, lot yeah. more uh nowadays, which is is a really cool thing. Now, I didn't really grow up being a musician. Um it was funny mm-hmm. that you said you were you were in orchestra cuz in 6th grade I actually <laughs> was in orchestra as well and I played viola. Oh, um, viola. But then nice. I, I was violin. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to play violin, but they said my hands were too big to play violin. So I wanted to play, play cello. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, cello is beautiful. On that, <laughs> yeah, on that theme song, that that, that uh, cello is, is one of the, 
the highlighted portions because it's it's just so beautiful. But but yeah, um, I um, I played viola and then I switched to choir for the rest of my time. But um, but yeah, it's 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 really nice to just experiment with different sounds and and all that good stuff. That's awesome. Well, what so what was your turning point then if you went from orchestra to choir? When when did you have that turning point in your life where you realized this is my true passion? I really want to be a singer one day. Yeah, well, I always like any time that you would get in a car with me and my family, we were always singing to the radio. And uh <laughs> even as a kid, I I always really liked attention. <laughs> I think a lot of artists that are performers uh, kind of have that quality about them, but I, I really liked performing and I was in theater and, and uh, music, you know, musicals, plays, uh, you name it. I was doing that. Um, the reason I did orchestra was uh, my, the, the orchestra director played a song that I, that was just beautiful on the violin. And I really wanted to do that, but my passion always was kind of singing. It wasn't as much, um, you know, playing the viola I, I kind of skated by in orchestra I didn't put as much effort into it as I I wish I would have um and then choir honestly so I did choir my seventh grade year and my eighth grade year but then when I got to high school I was so concerned with with my future and and making sure that I had the right credits to go to college that I actually didn't go back I stopped being in choir until my senior year of high school and I was really just an athlete I, I played football and baseball um, and I even stopped doing plays and musicals and stuff. I, I really just focused on school and sports. So music kind of um, wasn't as much a part of my childhood as it has been a part of my adulthood, to be honest. That's so interesting. I've, it's on very, very rare occasions I have met students that are both athletes and musicians but it seems so difficult to toggle both that it's almost like you're forced to choose I know when I was in school I felt like I was forced to choose sports or music or you know arts I mean I was always an artsy person myself but you know what I mean it's it's kind of frustrating that you feel like forced to choose one or the other when you want to do both that's so interesting that you found your way back to the music though by your senior year to choir after playing sport well it was it was kind of by accident because what happened was I um I performed at the um, the school pep fest before our homecoming game and the choir director uh, w- was really impressed by my performance and so they like kind of recruited me to join the the, the choir if if they hadn't done that I I never would have um, been a part of that um, oh wow. You know, at all through high school. So yeah, I, you're absolutely right. The, the balance you, you are kind of, you know, you kind of are told to choose between the two, which is, is kind of counterintuitive because as a kid, you have more opportunity to explore different avenues, but um, you know, it's, you kind of have to pick one. And then there's also like this, I, I remember the, the stereotypical stigma with athletes is, Oh, you, you play music or you're in plays. Oh, you're, you know, you're a sissy or, you know, a wimp or something like mm-hmm. that. that. That was kind of like the, the stereotypical go-to. And, and so there was, you know, as a kid, you're growing up and you, you know, you want to have friends and stuff. So there was always that in the back of your head as well. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely not, um, you'd think that you'd be able to do everything that you wanted to do growing up to figure out what you wanted to focus on later on, but uh, they kind of make you fixate on something. So. 
Exactly, exactly. Um, that reminded me of this one video I saw. If I can find it again, it's been a few years since I saw it, but I'll try to find it and send it to you later. But it was like a football player that was playing football, and then halftime show came on, and he went and grabbed his instrument. I want to say it was a flute, and got with the marching band, was still in his, you know, football uniform but was doing his thing yeah. with the marching band i was like that is so cool i love that yeah <laughs> just do it all <laughs> follow all your passions. exactly do it all absolutely yeah you gotta explore and those things because then otherwise you're never gonna know exactly exactly speaking of balancing it out i i really like the concept of the podcast you co-host Wait, what is your friend's name that you co-hosted with uh, remind me steven Stephen. Okay. Did now? Did you grow up with Stephen? How do you know Stephen? No. So Stephen and I met uh, my sophomore year of college. Uh, he's from Ohio, uh, and I was from Minnesota. And we both ended up going to the University of Tennessee Knoxville um, for our sophomore years of college. And we ended up having um, a math class together. We sat next to each other in the math class. And then all he also had a class with uh, one of my roommates. So we were kind of. Um, just by chance uh, became uh, in close proximity. And then that just kind of that friendship developed from there. So sweet. Yeah. Y'all have a great chemistry coast in the podcast. I was intrigued and forgive me. I couldn't remember his name offhand, but um, I, I okay. went straight to, I went straight to the particular episode because of a tweet comment you made about uh, something about how, how, you know, go to this one, you'll hear, hear you cry or something that, that you got moved yeah. by this particular episode. Y'all hosted. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going straight to that one. And so it was the fitting in versus standing out episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. And you talk about, you did talk a lot about your school years and figuring yourself out finding yourself and you know the balance of that which I love and then uh the reason why I, rem I remembered you were in your 20s was because I was laughing because y'all also did the episodes about what you learned from high school years and college years segments and and when y'all were talking about the college years and you're all like we learned so much we've grown so much you know we're like 26 now and I was laughing because I'm like I'm 44 I've learned a lot too this college I'm so old <laughs> no I actually made a whole uh motivation for graduation video a while back and it was all about life lessons I learned while in college and how to you know like if you go through these because you know you go through a lot in colleges you know and at the time yeah. I didn't know all these resources were available and so like when something right. would happen to me and then you have you know you have that friend that's like well you know they have free counseling sessions they have free tutoring they have and you're like yeah. really I didn't know that so I'm like I want every student to know up front these resources are available to you you can graduate right. you can do it <laughs> but I love the yeah. concept of your podcast the either or and I have a suggestion for y'all you ready this yeah, is my right. personal battle okay so my my topic suggestion for your next segment or whenever y'all want to do it if you decide to do it at all is um <laughs> how do I word this um like standing up for yourself versus letting go like where do you find the balance like when you're in an argument with someone but you want to defend your point of view or or stand up for yourself in general versus just you yeah. know when you get mad just let it go just blow it off it's not even worth it <laughs> arguing over that sounds like a great topic and I, it, it sounds to me like you really uh have a really good grasp on what we try to discuss on on the podcast because that's something that's right up our alley we we talked awesome. a little bit about those concepts in the you can't make everyone happy episode um because there is a little bit of that uh, of you know mm -hmm. standing up for yourself and and understanding that not everyone's going to be in agreement with you but i i do like the focus of 
of your suggestion. So I 100% we will do that episode. I love it. Oh, good, because I need <laughs> advice on that. <laughs> That's my personal <laughs> daily battle here. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, because I hate getting mad, but I don't want to not, de- right. you know, if something happens, you don't want to not stand up for yourself, but then you got to figure out when is it time to, you know, let go or, you right. know, that thing, no, that absolutely. quote they say. <laughs> so perfect, <Yeah>. perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, I think if it's all right with you, it's time to play, which is good news, by the way. It looks like it uploaded. So I have the other audio file. Um, so you you do cover songs too. You did 10 cover songs I noticed also on SoundCloud, which I love the variety. I love that you show originals, but also cover songs because, you know, like on those um, competitions, I know it sounds cliche, but like American Idol, X Factor, they encourage people to do cover songs so that there's some songs the fans are familiar with, but also cross over right. into your own original music. Cause I'm pers- personally, I favor original music overall, but I do agree with the yeah. concept like cover songs to kind of get the niche and just show a variety of, of genre too that way. Um, but this particular song, of course, is one of my favorites. I know it's a fan favorite. Uh, Can't help falling in love with you by Elvis Presley. Right. Did I say it right? Did I say the title yeah, correctly. That's right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay, so on that note, I was going to play this for a moment here so we can all enjoy some more of your music, and I'll be right back, Brandon.
I'm sorry. Can you hear me, Brandon? I can, yes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to unclick mute for a moment right after a song, so I had to be <laughs> sure there. <laughs> that happened to be last weekend. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm talking to dead air. <laughs> no, I was trying to say, I was trying to say that that is a very difficult song to cover, and I'm very impressed that I, I love that you're willing to go there and and show that you can cover that song. It was so beautiful, and I'm so glad you chose that song as your cover song tonight because I wanted to ask you. About about the YouTube video story. So there's a YouTube video yeah. you have posted and it's so romantic and so sweet and, and you're singing that song on it. And I definitely want to hear more about what's the story behind that. Yeah. So um, the the band that I talked about earlier that I was in, uh, mm-hmm. the drummer of that band uh, got married recently um, and uh, he asked me to be his best man. And uh, part of the thing that him and uh, his wife uh, asked me to do is sing that song specifically for their first dance. Wow. Um, So, yeah, so it was it was an awesome opportunity and I was so happy to be, you know, by it, you know, up there with him on on the special day, but also uh, a part of the wedding and and the the stuff, just the love and the air and everything. But um, kind of leading up to the wedding itself I um something just kind of sparked in my head I was like I should definitely I kind of want them to have a quality recording of the song as well Mm -hmm. but I kind of want something to I want to create something that they can always go back and watch and look at that goes with the video so um I I messaged the maid of honor and asked her to take videos of of the bride and and the uh bridesmaids and then I was taking videos of the groom and and the uh the groomsmen um throughout the the wedding day and then I just kind of took all of the clips that we had gathered and and put them together in the in the order that I I felt that fit, fit the song best and uh yeah that's what uh, happened <laughs> Oh I bet they were so surprised so they didn't even know you were doing that a video for yeah, them. they didn't. And, wow! And from what I heard, the the bride loved loved it, watched it like twenty times in the first day. So, they oh were, yeah, they were big fans. not even the bride and I watched it a few times myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was very touching. It was perfect with the the music and all. Oh my goodness, you did an excellent job. That was a beautiful montage mm-hmm. video. I was like, oh, I don't know the whole story, but I like this video. It's <laughs> so moving. <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm even more moved knowing the story. That's that was pretty cool. That's a very nice gift. That's a I would call that a great wedding gift, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well thank you. No, I, I really wanted it because that's that's what's so great about uh just all of the mediums that we have today at our disposal for for art specifically is you have all these ways that things can kinda outlive us you know the those youtube videos will be up as long as youtube will be around so you know those <laughs> right. will be here long after we're we're dead and gone which is i think a, a really beautiful thing that our memory can really live on through that stuff so not to get too that's deep on definitely. you but <laughs> no 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 i like the deep thoughts i do i appreciate that that's so true so true i as a side note if it helps any i i do get the concept i've actually made um videos for sadly but funerals like my family members it's like I'm the one that call on hey Shell 
I need you to put the pictures and music together for the funeral, like when uncle dies or whoever. I'm like, ah, right. I'm up till four in the morning making this, <laughs> those videos for the funerals because I know how important it is, you know? So, but like Absolutely. you said, those are, yeah, tributes and life lasting memories. So I'm glad yours was a happier occasion for sure. <laughs> yeah. On a happier note, wedding is great, but definitely get the importance of that. Uh, lasting memories. So uh, on that note too, I was wondering, uh, fun question here. So obviously you sang at their wedding. Are there other types? And, and you did the contest, you know, the talent show contest I mentioned earlier with the guide you home song that you won with. So are there other um, types of venues you've performed at from open mic nights to, to, you know, other talent shows or other gigs? I mean, you had a band, you know, what what type of yeah. you know performances have you done and where and such? So I've kind of done it all. Um, when I first started <laughs> out, I I really the the big thing in Nashville are these things called writers rounds, which is oh, essentially cool. you and like two or three other songwriters are up on stage at the same time, and you mm-hmm. just rotate every somebody performs their own song, then it goes to the next writer and they perform their song and you do like two or three songs. Um, so I did a lot of those. I did a lot of open mic. Um, and then I had my own shows where I would perform for an hour or two hours, uh, depending on, you know, what was booked for me. And then I did a battle of the bands, but the battle of the bands I did when I didn't have a band. So it was just me and the piano. What? <laughs> oh, I want to hear more about yeah. that. How did you do that without a um, band? Was battle of the bands? Well, it, <laughs> So one of the um, one of the resources that is out there for artists is uh, this thing called Reverb Nation, and you get uh, emails from Reverb Nation with like different opportunities. And one of them was uh, this this place messaged me and was like, "Hey, do you want to participate in Battle of the Bands?" And I was like, oh, "Well, I, I don't have a band. It would just be me and the piano." And they're like, "Oh, that's fine. It's it's really not specifically Battle of the Bands. It's you know, <laughs> artists." come here and perform and and then whoever gets the most cheers wins the the contest so um i i did that and it went really well i i didn't end up winning um because i didn't have a lot of fans but um Aww. it was still an awesome, experience. an awesome experience yeah mm-hmm. exactly it was great and then when i moved back to minnesota um i had the band so we did our own gigs we performed at places like um uh a couple places up in Minnesota, like the the Nicolet, which is like a kind of c- coffee cafe, um, and then we performed at this Amsterdam, which is a bar and grill, and they we opened up for a pretty big local band there. But then, the most, uh, I guess, um, I would say probably other than just my album itself, the the thing I'm most proud of creating, I I wrote a theatrical show uh, with oh, the wow. band, and we per- performed it at. Uh, the Fringe Festival that was up here in Minneapolis, um, which I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with Fringe Festivals, but it's no, essentially like, uh, so like a city, um, different theater companies and, uh, you know, different artists put on, um, you know, whether it's plays, musicals, uh, dance numbers, like different shows, and they they book a bunch of venues across the city um, where for like a week or two weeks, um, people can buy tickets and go see multiple shows within a day and, and all that stuff. It's it's really promoting um, that that medium of of theater and and whatnot. So it's uh, an opportunity for 
anybody to to see multiple different kinds of shows and so i wrote this show um called insomniac uh, with the band and it was essentially uh the concept was it was a night where uh the main character which was played by me uh couldn't fall asleep and the songs that i had written for the album were telling the story of the show um and and then there would be little breaks that would kind of where I would uh, kind of have monologues where I explained what was going through my head, why I couldn't fall asleep. And so, yeah, that, that, that was the last show that we ever cool. did. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, well, I mean, it sounded like you went out with a bang because during was the last show, you know, y'all did together. That's awesome. Yeah. Very. So, so it sounds like you did different venues and such. What would you be like for going forward? I mean, obviously you've got the goal of the album release soon and hopefully November, which I think you've already got, got it made. I mean, there's 10 original songs on SoundCloud if anyone wants to listen now. But uh, from there, yeah. what do you envision going forward, like with the album release and types of venues? Like, do you envision like a, you know, a tour for the concert dates or small low key, you know, intimate venues. What would you imagine future wise? So the the one thing, I guess just real quick to clear up, like the, so on SoundCloud, all, all of those recordings for my original songs are very, are basically just me recording with my cell phone. It's me sitting at the piano. So my album will be, like an actual studio produced with the band. Um, so it'll be some different songs than what you hear on my SoundCloud. I mean, obviously gotcha. I want everyone to go listen, but it will be different. Like uh, the mm-hmm. only song on the album um, that's on my SoundCloud, I think right now is that Seam song, but even the recording that you played for everybody tonight uh, was actually the album version as opposed to what's on my SoundCloud, which is just me and the piano. Um, now, gotcha. as far as my plan going forward, I have, um, I have kind of given up on music as a, a career pursuit. There were, there were some things about, um, you know, the idea of being a professional musician that didn't necessarily coincide with, um, I guess my things that I value and, uh, things that I want out of my life. And so it didn't really mesh with me. Um, so mm-hmm. currently I'm actually pursuing my master's in counseling and psychology. Um, oh, good for you. At, yeah. in a graduate program up in Minnesota. And so the music right now, uh, it's kind of got two things. It, number one, it's absolutely an outlet for me. Um, it's, it's a way it's very cathartic. It's a way that I process things. Um, but it's, it's also something that I think, um, any art form is a, is a great way to, if, if you share it with people, it's a way for them to um, also connect, um, even if it's not the same way that you connect with what you created. It's, it's a way for, you know, uh, like you said, you know, guide you home, um, had an impact on you when you heard it. And that's, oh, that's yes. one of the most beautiful things about art is that, you know, a stranger can listen to a song and it can just touch them in a way that maybe you didn't even I- intend for it to. So that's kind of what uh, 
that's all I really want out of my music now is to mm-hmm. just keep creating, uh, you know, take my life experiences, take the things that I consume and, and turn it into music and creation. And then I will just share it with the world, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to like pursue it um, as, as my career. I, I'm pursuing therapy um, as a career. And then I, I do plan on like performing at open mic nights out here where I'm in Minnesota and maybe do some small shows and whatnot, but definitely not anything uh, too serious. I mean, if, if something were to happen where I would get an opportunity, I don't know if I would shy away from it because I do really love music, but mm-hmm. at the moment, my priority is, is my master's in, in counseling. So Counseling. Gotcha. That makes sense. I appreciate your honesty about that. You're, you remind me of one of my favorite artists, Michelle Chamuel. She, she was on The Voice. She was final two, Team Usher. And um, and she did do a little tour. I met her a couple times. Her in concert, kind of small venues and such. But she since then pretty much went back into the studio, so to speak. You know, and she even said herself she yeah. prefers just making the music, being the studio, and not really. She doesn't really care for the concert part as much. So I, I could see that. But I, I I hope at the very least, no matter what, you continue to make music and share it regardless. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's 100% my plan. I Good. when I when I first went back to school, I kind of stopped with music. Uh, I was mm-hmm. really focused on, um, you know, setting things up for my future. Um, but I I think I took for granted the fact that music needs to be a part of my life at all times, including my future, um, because mm-hmm. it's so it's it's so much a part of me now. And um, it's it's the way I process things, and it's the way that um, I, I can really find uh, joy in even the little things. And so um, it's 100% going to be something that I continue to do and, and create. And I do I, I do really like performing. I, I love I actually do really like shows and, and putting on a show and and create and having this one night where you kind of have this mystique about everything and this aesthetic that people <laughs> come to and enjoy. But in mm-hmm. terms of I, I guess where I had a disconnect was, um, and we kind of talk about this on our podcast a little bit as well. Um, I have a really hard time with social media. Um, I, I have a hard time with feeling like I uh, can be just a hundred percent authentic on social media. A lot of times you feel like you're kind of forced to uh, not only post, but also interact with people and it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as genuine and, and that's a really hard thing for me to um, overcome. I mean, you can even, if you were to talk to Steven, wow. my co-host, he would tell you that's that's one of our uh, our biggest um, hurdles, I guess, with the podcast. Because I had I had no social, I didn't have Twitter, I didn't have Instagram, I still don't have Facebook, um, I didn't have any of that stuff. And then we made the podcast, and we kind of had a conversation about how you know, it might be important to have that stuff because of, I mean, even opportunities like this, like I would have never gotten to, to come on, on this right. with you and, and talk to you about this stuff without it. So it it, it, wow. it has some bad aspects that I don't like, but it also has like great things like tonight. So it's, it's, oh, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I was thinking that too. I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of glad you got on social media or we wouldn't have connected on, you know, thanks to Twitter and yeah. all. So I'm glad too, def- most definitely. But I mean, I, I do get your point too. Don't get me wrong. Like um, I, I've hosted this podcast off and on since 2009 <laughs> before podcasts were yeah. like really popular or a thing. <laughs> and that's, that's truthfully why I first got on Twitter. I thought I would never get on Twitter. And then I realized, oh, I need to promote the podcast. 
but I ended up, you know, of course, yeah. making friends, interacting in many other ways along the way, you know, but, but that was my first intention too. So I, I get your point. It is kind of, it is kind of tricky. It is kind of tricky. Right. Especially, yeah, I do get what you're saying. <laughs> you just want to be yourself. So, yeah. Right, exactly. Oh, and the I wanted to mention uh, one of my favorite sayings. How do I word this? I try. I can't remember my own quote. I, I have this little thing. I'll just paraphrase where you mentioned how the music's a great outlet for you and cathartic. And I always say like creativity is the best therapy. But then yes. you've got to figure out which which one is your outlet. Like for me, I'm an aspiring comedian. Like stamp comedy is my passion, my my dream. And for me, I have stage fright issues, so I kind of get your behind the music. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I don't think I can be behind the scenes to do stand up comedy like a musician can to make music in the right. studio. I wish there was a way to do that sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, you having this podcast is is a good way to you know get your your voice out there. So, I mean, that that's, uh, it's a good thing that you're doing this uh, medium. You know, this is, this isn't exactly a stand-up comedy, but, you know, you can mix <laughs> no. in some jokes every once in a while. <laughs> sure. I'll give you my, my, this is not part of my stand-up. This is just for fun. I make up one-liner <laughs> jokes and give them to people for, I'm like, this is free. This is, this is what I do for Halloween. Yeah. I dress up like a stand-up comedian and then I make up one-liner jokes and I have to pass them out to the kids along with the candy, of course. I can't be mean. And go. I'm like, here you right. go. Tell your friends these jokes. And so my, my, the one I always say the most because I'm, because of my podcast. All right. You ready? <laughs> I'll see if I'm you ready. get the answer. Okay, what does sugar say to cream every morning? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> there you go. So stupid. <laughs> as soon as I know. as soon as I said I don't know, I was like, it has to be something with coffee. I just blew. The... <laughs> yeah, sugar and cream. I let, I let and you know I say every morning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I make a stupid one liners like that go out. But my stand up, like you know, like music is. Um, it, it was interesting because uh, I learned recently, not over the past few years, but more recently, I listened to a podcast. One of my favorites, Rick Roberts, who's from Nashville, by the way, and uh, he's okay. a great, clean comedian, great guy, great, great advice for comedians, but also musicians. And he showed me kind of how musicians and comedians have tons in common, not just like mm -hmm. a little bit, but we have a lot more than I realized, you know, like I have the stage right issues, musicians go through that. We all, you know, yeah. prepare. But my favorite, my most favorite thing with most artists as, including comedians and musicians yourself I can tell for sure do this and I know I do this in my in my own work material is you dig deep and you're vulnerable and you share your life story like you just you just yeah. give it all <laughs> and it's not easy <laughs> but if you no. don't then it's not worth it well it's it I think it's one of the most important things, I, I think a lot of times we're pressured to be kind of closed off and callous, but I think a, a lot of times um, you you uh, kind of shackle yourself from progress if, if you're not willing to to be vulnerable. And it's scary. It, it's, a, it's a really hard thing to, to put yourself in those situations. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if, it, if it is hard, like, you know, if it is hard to just like talk to people, that's where I think art can come into play. You know, my music, you know, I'm not always able to maybe express things um, through just a conversation with a friend, but I, I'll sit down. And the thing that's beautiful about songwriting and, and spe specifically um, being a lyricist is like, I have to, in order to 
um, write a song that conveys conveys that vulnerability, you have to find very specific words, very, very um, particular things uh, to articulate exactly the emotion that you're trying to convey. And so it's why it's such a special outlet for me is because through that process, you really think about, okay, what is it that I really mean here? Like, what, what am I going through? What am I facing? What do I want to mm-hmm. say to other people? What, you know, all this stuff. And, and so it, it really kind of takes you down this voyage of vulnerability. And it's so important. Like it, like the, I think the hardest time of my life have been the times when I've put music on the back burner because I have through that internalized things and not been vulnerable with things. And, uh, and through that, you know, you, I, I struggle. And so getting back into music and, and just having that um, kind of be the forefront of who I am as a person is more natural because it is who I am as a person. So, yeah, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree with that vulnerability being important. Definitely. I love that. Mm. Well, we still have a few minutes to go. I wanted to give you opportunity if there's anything you wanted to share insight on or, you know, that, that I haven't asked you about. Um, well, so other than the album coming out on, um, in in November, probably I'm hoping it's going to be early, early November. I do plan on releasing a music video for the song that played, um, uh, first that theme song, um, around like the middle of November as kind of a, a hope to, to promote the album a little bit. Um, in a way for people to, to find it through that medium. Um, other than that, I mean, really my life right now is, is really just focused on school and, and, uh, the podcast, which, um, for, for anybody who is interested in it, uh, we, we post, uh, we have a new uh, podcast episode every Tuesday, uh, goes live at, uh, 2 PM central time. Um, and we try to do, uh, kind of like you were talking about, I, I relate to you in the sense of trying to trying to get interviews because I think that's a great way to um, to network and also to just like have conversations like this where you get to uh, you know meet people and and learn uh, new perspectives that you might not have had before. So we we try to do those these episodes that we call spotlight episodes, and when we have those, we um, we release those on Wednesdays. We've only had two so far. I'm hoping to have more in the future. Um, but uh, those those get released on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. Um, so everything must go. Podcast is is a big part of my life. The music again, like like you were saying, SoundCloud.com/slash Brandon Flippin Music is a is a big part. And then uh, yeah, other than that, I'm just uh, I'm in school, <laughs> so I'm busy all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Before I forget to ask, tell everyone also how they can find the podcast. Everything must go podcast. Yeah. So everything must go podcast. Um, we we use a site called Anchor, which uh, kind of disperses it through um, a bunch of different platforms. So you can find it on um, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, we do post it on SoundCloud as well. Um, if you just search everything must go podcast, uh, you can find it there. Otherwise, you can find us on Instagram um, at EMG Pod. Uh, that's E is in everything. M is in must and G is in go and then pod like podcast. Um, we also, we've been really trying to, um, if, you know, if, uh, there are people that listen and have questions or comments or, or like you, you had an idea for an episode. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we really encourage people to, to email us, um, those ideas at, um, 
emgpod at gmail.com. Um, so you can do that and reach out to us. And then also if people want to do that because they want to link to the podcast, that's, that's fine as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, everything must go podcast on pretty much any of your, your podcast apps is where you can, uh, can find that. So. Nice. And you know, you're going to hate me for this, but I'm going to challenge you to share your Twitter name and help you challenge yourself. Oh your yeah. Yeah. Media. <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, so my, I guess I'll pop a couple of different things then. Cause so Twitter okay. is at B B flipping music and that's B is in Brandon. And then flipping is F as in Frank L I P P E N music. Um, and a lot of people get confused uh, by the flipping. They think it's like a playoff of a bad word, but flipping is my no. last name. So that's why it's, <laughs> it's B flipping music <laughs> or Brandon flipping music. So another thing that I really want to pub is my YouTube channel. Uh, Cause like you said, you, you saw that video. Oh, yeah. I, I really like using that, uh, uh, that platform to, to post things that uh, mean something to me. So uh, you can search me through Brandon flipping music on YouTube um, and then the last thing I guess would be my Instagram, which is at Brandon Flippin Music. So, so you're I, I'm glad that you're challenging me. Media. I appreciate it. <laughs> it sounds like you I got know, a going there. You got a lot of social media going on. YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. Yep. But yeah, I made you share because I thought I want to challenge you to get more active on that social media and get more comfortable well, I appreciate with it, it. yourself. That's all you got to do. You're great. Well, I, I appreciate you being on the show so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna invite you to stay to listen to us if you want, but feel free to hang up too. I'm just if you want to get like a little. I don't know, insight and more of what my podcast is about. Uh, sometimes what I do is because I have a lot of new listeners as well as loyal listeners since I've been doing the show so long. So I have this compilation yeah. and it's basically music along with past uh, interview snippets. So just you'll, okay. you'll see it's like a montage. So I'm going to play it as we kind of transition into my turning topic segment the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much again for being on the show. And again, if you want to hang tight and hear it, or if not, no worries. But everyone, please check out Brandon Flippin and his music and tell him Shell said hi and make sure <laughs> you you encourage him to get more active on that social media and tell your friend and co-host <laughs> as well hello for me. <laughs> I, I will for sure. And uh, yeah, thank you again for, for having me on. And it was so nice to talk to you. And I am really glad uh, for the social media connecting us through this way. So I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, thank you. Me too. Thank you for, again, for helping me get back into the interview groove. I needed this. So thank you. And I'm going to say thank you for being you and thank you for sharing your music. There's so many people out there that, including myself, I'm guilty of this because of stage fright issues lately, but <laughs> that have skills, have talent. I don't want to say I have talent, but you definitely have talent that, you know, it makes me sad to think there's all these people with music and talent that aren't sharing it with the world, you know? And so it makes me happy to know that you are. So keep doing yourself or keep being, keep being, keep doing. Oh my goodness. You know what I'm trying to say? Keep going, <laughs> keep doing the music and being yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to combine Thank the words in one sentence and it didn't come out right. <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to play this compilation. If you just want to get a feel of kind of, I don't know, a little insight here, if it gives you any ideas for your own podcast or, or just yeah. just a giggle because you'll probably laugh when you hear it. But here we go. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, have a good night. Going on to coffee in Texas. I'm going to give it one more ah. chance, actually. I'm on my way to lunch, and I'm going to give it one more chance. But 
I can't wait to get back to fresh beans in California. Oh, see, Starbucks is my favorite here. So I was like, no, I host Coffee Talk with Shell, and he doesn't like the coffee here in Dallas. It's I mean, terrible. You know what, though? No, I haven't had Starbucks here. I've had That's local the problem. From, I just want yeah, chocolate but, I mean, mocha. you, you got to get, get it. good coffee besides Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I make really good coffee, so hey. South Carolina is home, but Dallas is home too. I have, I just, I consider I have two homes, you know. And one, I mean, there's more family. There's a different kind of family. Each have two families, you know. I have family here and I have family there, but it's two different kinds of families. Like, this is like the monster family. <laughs> <laughs> home is like Dallas. the Beverly Hillbilly family. Yeah, my name is Ross from Los Angeles, California. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. This is Ross Matthews. <laughs> it is. Oh, How are God. you? I'm shaking. I love you. Oh, yes. you're so cute. We all dream, but nobody listens. But if you love it and you embrace it and you just, you know, you're fearless, then, you know, it's a great thing. And in our dreams, we And that inspired me to write Midnight Cabaret. We all have the money, have the money. There was a lot of attention, but then it kind of cooled down. And we all drive the nicest cars. I mean, like, motto in life is just to have fun and just, um, you know, enjoy life. And, and it took so long to realize that something was missing. this book to be a movie. That's my next big dream. That's Is there everything that you would hope would make you feel so good? You know, I was really excited and, you know, a, a little bit nervous as far as, like, the crowd and stuff, but um, it was it was awesome, and I, and I had a ball performing and um, just, you know, meeting new people and meeting football players. It was, it, was a, it was a dream come true. Is there everything that you would hope found that, uh, you know, telling Sean's story is not only helping me heal, but it also helps me spread the word that this stuff, the things that's happening with Sean, uh, which is happening every day in this country, should never, ever have to happen again. Good, good. I, I say to her, you, you are so beautiful. You are that child that just went, that you're that person that just went through so much, but it's okay. Hey, you. So these are the new stories of our time, which is sort of my my hope for the future. Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Who's calling in from where? Hello, this is Ross from Los Angeles. Hi, Ross. How are you doing? This is really Ross. Uh, 
pretend to be me because this this voice is an instrument <laughs> and a gift. <laughs> so I don't know if it's rep- you have to find a very very brave woman to replicate this voice. Would you still love me if I was the only, not leaving you lonely? Thank you everyone listening and to you, Shell, for watching it. It just means the world to me. And so you said time to call Shell. So. I'm so glad you picked up, and a hi to everyone listening. You think that you know me, so why don't you show me who I am to you? Susie, you know my bio mom. Oh, I'm going to be among the dying. I'm clouded by mystery. We can make history. I'll teach you a thing or two. They weren't spending their time there, you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And would you believe me? No, we They were laughing. They were enjoying their time. Everyone that I ever talked to was so inspiring to me. Upcoming artist, and her name is Bean. I am here, Shell. Thank you so much for having me. And on a show like this where I get to talk live and it goes through like a radio on the internet. It's so cool to me. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Mom told me, she was like, whenever you came out of the womb, you, you came out singing hallelujah. So being able to finally release music to the public, it's like the most freeing feeling ever. You wanted to shave your head, and I was like, don't you dare. I know. Yeah, you I and your stepfather wanted to shave your head. I said, don't oh, no. you dare shave your head. <laughs> I would have, and that's why I came up with the pink wig idea. The pink wig. You, and then I was like, oh, no. The video that you made with the pink wig on. Her name is Grace Doe Bush. My favorite books of all time now is while perusing crafts and art section, and it's called Crafty Superstar. <laughs> I'm always just really, really bored if I don't have a project. <laughs> Not necessarily all fun and glitter and sparkles all the time. There's a lot of hard work. Calling so my daughter could talk to Santa Claus. Hi, Santa. Oh, hello, Leah. How are you? Good. You know, Rudolph is sitting right next to me. He said hi. You know. I love seashells and coffee, hence my talk show name, Coffee Talk with Shell. In 2009, it's been a huge journey, blessing in my life. I've interviewed many celebrities, uh, some via phone, some in person. Uh, Super Bowl came here in 2010, and that was probably one of my biggest pivotal moments in my talk show uh, journey. Life-size corn maze and you have to find your way out. Quick way I could make a gingerbread cookie? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can go out and buy the, the store-bought gingerbread mixes and just, um, <laughs> and just, and, <laughs> and just mix it up together <laughs> and, and bake it in the oven. Well, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a gingerbread mix, Shell. It's easy as that. Hey, Brandon, are you still there? Oh, I lost him. I was going to ask him two quick questions. Brandon, you there? No, nope, lost him. Bummer. Well, 
Brandon, if you're listening, I was going to ask you two questions. If you want to come back on my show for uh, another interview after you release your album, I'd love to do a behind the music and a story behind each song. And the other question I had was, uh, since you're getting master's in counseling, I was wondering what your ultimate goal for counseling is. You know, what type of counselor do you want to be? So let me know. I'll, I guess I'll follow up with him on Twitter, challenge him on social media to be more active and ask him those two questions. But thanks so much again to Brandon Flippin for being on the show tonight. I really enjoyed interviewing him, getting to know him better and hearing his music. I hope y'all check out his music again on soundcloud.com forward slash Brandon Flippin Music. Follow him on Twitter at B Flippin Music. And don't forget Flippin is spelled F L I. P-P-E-N. So we're going to switch over now to uh, trending topics. Still got almost a whole hour to go, plenty of time to call and say hello. So if you want to call into the show and share your thoughts on any trending topics from news to sports to entertainment stories, then the phone number here, area code 323-642-1556. And I think you press 1 to talk live on air just listen to the prompts to be sure i may try to call my dear friend who used to be my co-host jabari need to get him back as a co-host sooner than later <laughs> i miss him my old college pal uh jabari that i called jumanji nickname and see his thoughts on at least football i'm sad the cowboys lost today bummer but seahawks and patriots seem to me for the most part over the years to be strong teams so I mean, you know, Cowboys did lose to Seahawks, but by what? I think 11 points or something like that. 11, was it 11 points, 12 points? I don't know. Yeah, well, I think last weekend was a better weekend for for uh, football here because my alma mater, University of North Texas, won. And this one guy, Keegan Brewer, did this amazing fake return punt type play or fake fair catch that's what they call it fake fair catch play and what viral was so cool look it up on youtube you'll see what i'm talking about and of course cowboys won last weekend so can't win them all what you gonna do <laughs> i love football i'm so happy yesterday was the first day of fall my favorite season i know it's like the shortest season it goes so quickly well winter gets here way too soon um i like snow but not all the time of course i live in texas so it's not too bad uh, it's been raining most of the weekend here, but hopefully it'll be nice, sunny, with cooler weather. It's usually great for our state fair of Texas, which starts the last week of September. It starts next weekend. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, my goodness me. The state fair is coming up so soon. We've got to call Jabari about that, too, because he loves to hear all about the fried foods every year they have a contest and they have different <laughs> fried foods oh my goodness me and Javari just gets a just a rise out of those different foods so we may call him about that too see if we can get him on air here in a bit in the meantime we'll go ahead and play a song from one of my past guests Bean this song's called Let's Go and it's definitely the catchphrase if you watch Big Brother <laughs> Casey says it all the go here we go by Bean. Check out her music, beanmusic.com. Find her on Noah, on Facebook as Noah Bean or Bean and tell her Shell said hi. Here we go. Enjoy. Are you ready?
Again, that was Let's Go by Mean. Let's see if we can get my dear friend Jabari on air for a moment and talk about State Fair of Texas Fried Foods coming up and NFL football games. All right, here we go. And don't forget, you can call into the show 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air or message me on Twitter, Coffee Talk W. I'll probably say all this again in a minute when we don't have this background noise. <laughs> Hello? Jumanji, did I wake you up? Are you just that depressed yeah, was, you had to take a nap because Cowboys lost today? I was just dozing in and out. That was dozing oh. off, so. Oh, you're live on air on Coffee Taco Show. Tell everybody hello. Hey. And don't worry, everybody. He knows when I'm not calling from my cell phone. He has caller ID. He knows that he's that it's Coffee Taco Show calling. <laughs> um, so two fun, quick questions. One is, what are your thoughts on NFL and the Cowboys so far this season? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> it's just a, it's a long season, so. Boy, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's it, disappointing, but it's game three, so. Yeah. You still got a ways to go. I know. That's Last weekend was better so. for us. UNT won. Oh, yeah. UNT won again this weekend, too, our alma mater. Um, of course, last weekend was really cool. That Keegan Brewer guy with the fake fair catch play that went viral. That was something, wasn't yeah. it? And, that was pretty fun, yeah. And what's more amazing than all of that is the Browns finally won a game. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, they finally won. So. Mm-hmm. And there's one other fun topic I'm trying to find here that I wanted to ask to see what your favorite choice will be for this. And I know you love this topic. I'll give you a clue. It's about food. And it's that time of year. Those are your clues. Let me find it here. I think I sent you an article about it. Now I can't find it. Ah! Okay. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I want to read the options and then see which one you would choose. And just kind of okay. give us... Okay, I think I... Did I find it? Oh, nope, 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 nope. I sent you the... Qu- oh, I sent you a stupid survey about state food for Okay, just for fun, let's see what Jabari's name state fair food name is and then we'll find out what his favorite state food fair he wants to try out this year will be okay so what's your birth month october so davies and then your last digit of birth year just the last digit five okay so your davies double stuffed (laughs) and then your first initials j for jabari Uh All right, you ready for a state food name? What is it? Your state fair food name, Jabari, is <laughs> Davies Double Stuffed Corny Dog. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know mine? What is it? Make you feel better. Mine's worse. All right, I don't like mine. Panhandle, cheesy, chalupa. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't like it. I don't like it whatsoever. Okay, on to happier topic. Where's that? Okay. Where's that list I sent you of all the 
the fair foods this year. You know when they have the new fried foods every year they announce? Now I can't find the yeah. article. Where'd it go? Where'd it go, Jabari? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I thought, oh, here it is. Here it is I think. Okay, 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 okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, we're okay. We're okay now. Everything's all right now. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, okay. here we go. You ready for your choices? And then I can't wait to hear which one you want to try. Okay. So, everybody, right, welcome to our Texas tradition. Can you see that commercial? Or can you hear that commercial that was playing or not? No. I guess not. Okay, that's good. I click an ad. I click a article and this ad comes up and I never know if y'all can hear commercials playing on the talk show or not. So I'm glad you can't hear it. Okay. All right. So I clicked me as quick as I could. All right. Let's see here what our choices are. Oh, this is so fun. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Come on now. Oh, yep. yep. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, why did they just put them on a list? Why do they have to, why do they have to put it in a confusing article? <laughs> okay. I just want, like, the list of 10 items, you know, like a menu. Okay. All right, I'll just go through it. Okay, and then I'm going to kind of paraphrase this article so we can go through what our choices are, and then I want to hear which one you want to try, and then I'll tell you which one I want to try. Okay, Jabari, because Jabari loves State Fair fried food, y'all. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, all right, so they have third. Okay, this is on Star Telegram's website, the Fort Worth Star Telegram newspaper okay. slash website, and it says that it's 48th year of State Fair. Do you know that, Jabari? That's amazing. Almost five decades wow. long. That's a great tradition. All right. So it says they had 13 finals in the words through the years, and including entry on the sweet side. This year's competition creatively named Bernie's Orange. You glad you fried it? <laughs> Get it? Like orange, but aren't you orange? <laughs> uh-huh. And it's like a fried pie with chiffon orange cake inside. What do you think? Okay. I think it sounds terrible. Okay. I don't like the orange cake idea whatsoever. But that's just me. Okay. So that was a favorite amongst our Telegram writers, really. Mm. Okay, but it was beaten in the best taste uh, sweet best taste sweet category by ooh the arroz con leche, also known as sweet crispy rice, <laughs> and okay. that is a cinnamon spiced rice ball, battered and coated and puffed rice cereal. And then deep fried and served with vanilla ice cream. I'm getting hungry, Jabari. <laughs> what do you think about that one? Mm. Keep going. Okay. How yeah. about candy taco? A graham cracker waffle cone shaped into a uh-huh. taco shell coated with marshmallow glaze and stuffed with chocolate and toasted marshmallow for that s'mores flavor along with organic cane sugar cotton candy. Then, after all that, it's topped with chocolate cookie crumbles and two chocolate-covered biscuit sticks with marshmallows. It'd be good, but I don't like marshmallows. Oh, well, then you aren't going to like that. They need to take out the yeah. marshmallows for you. I wonder if you can special order without the marshmallows. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Okay. Now, where are the other items? A deep-fried shepherd's pie was a final. And yeah. uh, I feel like I'm missing something here. Cotton. Can- okay, okay. Bernie's Hoppin' John cake with jackpot sauce. Deep fried take on traditional good luck New Year's black eyed pea dish. Yeah. Cotton candy taco. We already went over that one. And then, of course, the rose cone leche with sweet crisp, crispy rice. 
I feel like I'm not listing all the options here. That's only like four or five. There should be at least ten I should be finding here. Something's not right. And I look uh. I look through the website, I find more about the entertainment than the food, which is unusual because food's usually like the big thing at State Fair, you know? I must be overlooking the link. So okay, okay, so while I try to find the other food choices, what so far is your favorite and why? <laughs> um, State Fair? Yeah, the food choices so far. Uh, the ones that you mentioned, you know, one of them, really. <laughs> I know, right? I feel the same yeah. way. I'm disappointed. I I hope there's more. It said, it said there's at least 10. I'm trying to find the list. Ooh, carrot cake. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh, no, these are people that... I'm so confused. Let me find a better article. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know why they don't just have the menu listing on the State Fair website. Like they have articles and people submitted recipes like carrot cake and stuff. But I want to know what are my uh, those those don't sound good. I want to know. I want to know what the other choices are because don't they usually have like ten fried food choices each year? And even the article said they have at least ten choices. Those those don't sound. Good. <laughs> we need better choices, Jabari. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, I found it on this. Okay, here we go. We got more choices now. All right. These are more of uh, uh, a little bit of dessert that I read earlier, but these are more of the entrees. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, okay, we already did candy taco and the sweet crispy rice and the Fernie's Hopkins John cake with jackpot sauce. Okay, deep fried shepherd's pie. I read the, uh, Texas Fried Hill Country. Ooh, this one's fried mozzarella, complemented with locally grown basil, sandwiched between two slices of juicy green tomatoes. I love tomatoes. Hand breaded with seasoned breadcrumbs and flash fried to gooey perfection. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Texas Twing Kai Cornbread Cake. That sounds really good. I love cornbread. Cornbread cake is baked to moist perfection, hollowed out, and filled with a culinary masterpiece of Tex-Mix grilled chicken white bean chili. Ooh, that sounds really uh, good. That's my favorite. Really? You don't want that one? All right. Not you got, really. you got, okay. How about deep fried skillet potato melt in a boat? Buttery skillet potatoes griddled golden brown. With diced breakfast sausage patties packed around a mini baba, baba, baby bell cheese loaf. How's that? That's not bad. This first time I never heard you get excited about fried foods. How about State Fair Fun L? Like, get it? Seth Funnel, they put F U N hyphen L, Fun L. It's like Funnel Cake Ice Cream. How's that sound? I think that sounds amazing. I want, I want Funnel That's Cake Ice bad. Cream. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> you are you are definitely the food critic. You are very particular. How about sweet uh-huh. bacon bacon? Isn't that a cute name? Get it? Like you're baking bacon bacon. Sweet baking but bacon. Sweet bacon bacon. It's a cream filled sponge cake wrapped in savory bacon. You like bacon, right, Jabari? Yeah. Do you like bacon? Okay, because I don't. So, <laughs> okay, so cream filled sponge cake wrapped in savory bacon dipped in a funnel cake batter. So you can have that and I'll have the funnel cake ice cream. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, well, they uh, have others that's... listed, but those are uh, the main yeah. ones. What is this Kool Aid? Uh, the ice cream. Sangria? <laughs> okay, the ice cream's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, the ice cream. Well, other than that, 
I know, right? Well, I would eat the what was the one I said I'd eat? I'd eat the uh um Texas twing kai. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Corn basically it's cornbread cake. I would give that a try. That sounds kinda good to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want deep fried yeah. shepherd's pie. I'd rather have shepherd's pie like it is, Ew. you know. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound so good, so I'm surprised you don't want to try cotton candy taco. I don't like marshmallows. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they have to take the marshmallows out. That's right. Other than that, you would like it, but it's too much marshmallow stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. So how about we try – we're going to give our our listeners a review later. So Jabari's going to try funnel cake ice cream. That's the only one you said you would try? I would – yeah, I would try that one. And I'll try – Lord help me. I'll try the 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 Texas Twain Kai. Oh, Prescott, my dog just said hi. He must know you're on air with me, Jabari. You know, he hey. loves you so much. <laughs> I know. He said hi. Again. Hey. He, uh, Jabari says, uh, Jabari says hey. I would try. I would try. Okay. Okay, so you can try the. Oh, hi, Emmy from Air Force. Hey, Jabari. Emmy from Air Force is here in the chat room. She just joined me. I know she says ice cream sounds yummy. I miss you, sis. Okay, well, I'll give I'll get let you get back to sleep on Jabari so I can talk to my sis Emmy. But thank you, Jabari. Okay. I always appreciate when on, when you're on the show. Don't forget, I still want you to co-host a whole segment with me soon. I miss our co-host days. Okay. All right. Bye, Jumanji. Bye. <laughs> okay. Gotta say Jumanji at least once before I go so he knows everything's fine because that's my nickname for him. So Emmy is in the chat room from the Air Force. I'm so happy. I mean I couldn't get the I couldn't get the chat room to come up for some reason. I was interviewing, you know, the first hour I did an awesome interview with Brandon Flippin. He is a really good artist, singer. I hope you can go back and listen to his awesome interview and in, in music. He's a really nice guy from Minnesota, moved to Nashville, back to Minnesota. Really sweet guy, and he's uh, went back to college to get a master's in counseling. But yeah, I don't know why I had to switch from like Google Chrome to Internet Explorer to get my chat room open. I'm so glad I did because I was w- wondering how you were doing, sis. Sis, I'm gonna play that song that I I play for you. Michael Franti and his wife Sarah had the baby. They have the baby. Oh, Jabari just hung up, but I'll definitely tell him that you said hi. I call him Jumanji, like from the movie Jumanji. <laughs> That's his nickname. Um, so I'm going to play the Michael Franti song for you that I dedicate to all military veterans and soldiers and all your loved ones called Time to Go Home by Michael Franti at Spearhead. Uh, but congrats again to Michael Franti and his wife, Sara. They had a baby boy, so cute, named Taj. So, so cute. Follow Michael Franti on Twitter and see all the baby pictures, y'all. Tell him Shell said hi. I got really super emotional when he had the baby. He has two grown sons in their 20s, and then he just had a baby. It's just amazing. He's in his early 50s. Sorry, a bit younger than him, about 15 years, 20 years younger than him. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but they're an awesome couple. They get along so great. And I'm so happy for them. And I got super emotional because, you know, Mr. Franti and I are both reunited adoptees. And I started crying because I was so happy realizing this baby's going to get to know most of the sides of his family. Unfortunately, his adoptive father, may he rest in peace, is no longer with him. But um, but he'll still get to hear about him and stuff, stories. But, yeah, I got super emotional realizing that this baby's being, this first time he's having a, a baby born that 
will automatically get to know all sides of his family, biological and adoptive side, all family, you know, and Sarah's side, of course, too, all, all family. And just, just maybe think of that quote my mother said, may she rest in peace. I miss my mother so much. She died 10 years ago today. And when my birth mother found me and I told her about it, I was so scared to tell my parents, you know, about the birth family reunion. And my mother said the most beautiful thing I'll never forget. My adopted mother raised me and my mom, my mama, may she rest in peace. Died 10 years ago today. And she made me feel so much better. And that's what I thought of when Mr. Fronty's son, Taj, was born. She said, well, Shell, now you have more people to love you. Isn't that amazing? That was the first thing she said after telling her my biological mother found me. And that was starting the reunion process with my birth family. She was an amazing woman like that, y'all. I miss her so much. But here is Time to Go Home by Michael Fronty and Spearhead. I'm hanging out with Emmy from Air Force in the chat room. Please keep all the military and veterans and their loved ones in your thoughts and prayers. And congrats again to Mr. and Mrs. Franti on their baby boy Taj being born. So exciting. All right. Let me find this song for you. I'll be right back. Don't leave, Emmy. I want to catch up with you in the chat room. Don't leave. Thanks.
Once again, that was Time to Go Home by Michael Fronty and Spearhead. You can check out my favorite band, Michael Fronty Spearhead's music and tour dates at michaelfronty.com. There's still plenty of time, 20 minutes to go. If you want to call and say hello, the phone number again, area code 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk on air and share your thoughts on any trending topics. So a um, few things. So America's Got Talent just ended. I don't watch a lot of TV, but two main shows I watch during the summertime, I call my summer shows Big Brother and America's Got Talent. And, of course, we're about to transition. Big uh, America's Got Talent just ended. And congrats to the magician that won. I'm sorry, Vicky didn't win. That's my comedian mentor's friend, um, Vicky Barberlock, you know, trailer nasty. <laughs> She's hilarious. So I really wish her the best. And I think she did great. I still think she and all the others are winners in my eyes because, I mean, think about it. You want all America's Got Talent, especially you made top 10. You, Oh, my gosh. You can – it's up to you now what you do with that. But you can probably get some book gigs and go on tour or what have you. I've seen amazing results from other contestants who didn't um, – actually excuse me um 
go, you know, win the whole show, but they're still winners. Just like Michelle Chamiel with my favorite artist. She she came in second place, Team Usher, on the show, but it kind of was a blessing in disguise. She didn't win first place because, you know, for her, I don't think it would have been a good fix. She didn't really want to be tied down to a contract and certain type of music, you know, and she could do her thing. So, and she was able, you know, to, to go on tour and such, but it just turns out it's not really her thing as much as being in the studio. But I guess what I'm saying is if you really want to make something of it, you can. I mean, going on America's Got Talent, even not winning the show, but just going on. I have a friend that she she went on the show. She was like in tons of commercial promos and I mean, pretty much was able to, to use that picture, you know, still footage and promote how she was on America's Got Talent and she was able to book tons of gigs. That's why I know <laughs> from that experience from my friends that um, yeah, they they definitely can be um sorry be um successful but again congrats to the winner and i'm trying to remember his name oh congrats to my sis emmy she's in the chat room with me she's now lieutenant is that that's oh congrats you oh i'm so proud of you she was sergeant first class now she's lieutenant i'm so proud of you Oh my goodness. You go girl. Oh, I love you. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Way to go. Oh man. I don't know how you do it. She inspires me more than she knows y'all. I'm not kidding. So much discipline. I can't even imagine. The closest I came to military life was like working for a military broker and learning the lingo a bit here and there and more about the lifestyle of it. Oh, definitely well earned. I'm so proud of you. Oh my goodness. That is, that's a huge accomplishment. I know you've earned that. You work so hard. You're so disciplined and dedicated I know it says time and time again, but I can never say it enough. I can never say thank you enough. Thank you, Times Infinity, to my sis Emmy and the Air Force, to all military and veterans, and then their loved ones, too, for all you all do and all the sacrifices you make. I mean, I'm sitting here at home enjoying hosting this podcast because of y'all. You know what I mean? Like, I can never say thank you enough, so thank you. I thought of you, Emmy. I wanted to share something with you and, and with all of you. Um, So I crochet, and I learned how to make a wreath the other day, and this is going to tie back into military. And so I was just looking for grins. I like to see, like, how crocheters and knitters can give back with items. And so um, a couple ways I learned to give back. One is I was inspired by Mr. Franti's son being born. Um, Souls for Souls, S-O-L-E-S, the number four, S-O-U-L-S, Souls for Souls. You can follow them on Twitter, look them up online, find their website. They're always taking shoe donations. So the two inspirations, gonna, I know it's going to sound weird, but I'm going to come full circle here in a minute, Emmy, and all of y'all uh, with the military part. So the two two ways I got inspired to give back, one is um, I want to crochet make, you know, baby shoes, baby booties, slipper shoes for, for Mr. Fronty's baby boy. And then I learned that Souls for Souls is open to taking baby booties, not just regular shoes, you know for uh, donations. So I was like, perfect. Cause Mr. Franti's always been a huge advocate for souls for souls from day one. I met him. And so I was like, that's perfect fit. And then I, I was inspired with holidays coming up and such. I wanted to learn how to make a wreath. So I did it. I made a fall wreath. It's purple. <laughs> it's 12 inch wreath. And I crocheted the outer purple 
so just purple base. And then the uh, decorations are made mostly pumpkins, like a few orange pumpkins, different sizes, and different leaf colors, mostly orange and brown, and just kind of put it all together. And then I was like, I wonder if there's any organization that actually takes free donations. I really didn't think it would come up, and it did. Uh, huge one called Reese. Let me see if I got it right here. And then made me think of you and me. And I was like, this is so cool. And um, give me just a second here. <laughs> it's called Reese Across America. And I was like, that's really neat. And you can look up their website, reeseamerica.org. And it's they have a Reese Across America uh, National America uh, Reese America, excuse me, <laughs> National Reese Across America Day. I hate that I'm getting tongue-tied tonight. I'm so sorry. I felt so embarrassed when I was ending Brandon's interview earlier and got tongue-tied. I was so embarrassed. And I was trying to say, keep being yourself, and I could keep doing yourself. And I'm very sorry about that because I hate it when I get tongue-tied. Um, but I do that. I talk so fast. Sometimes I put two words, two sentences together in one, and it comes across weird but anyway um so reesacrossamerica.org each december on national Reese across america day their mission is to remember honor and teach is carried out by coordinating Lang ceremonies at arlington national cemetery as well as more than 1400 additional locations in all 50 u.s states at sea and abroad and you can join by sponsoring a veterans wreath at a cemetery near you or volunteering or donating to a local fundraising group so cool so yeah it made me think of you i was like there there actually is an organization that that you can give back through wreaths i don't know if they would take a crocheted wreath or if it's a certain kind of wreath i'll have to look that up but i think that's an awesome cause i've seen that here locally at our veteran cemetery sometimes i think it's really cool that they do that and i think it's important to to remember them and so um yeah, I'm definitely going to look into this more. So, yeah, Souls for Souls and Reese Across America both caught my attention recently with my crochet um, and ways to give back inspiration. So I wanted to share that with y'all. All right. Um, and I'm going to answer a couple of questions. Thank you, Brandon, for getting back to me. <laughs> he apologized. I told him he could hang up on the line. He was actually on the line, but then he answered a call from his friend uh, at the very end, you know, when I was trying to see if he was still on air with me or not, because I was like, hey, you can listen to this compilation if you want, and then and then hang up whenever. So I technically had ended the interview, so it's not his fault anyway, but uh, he did go ahead and answer me on Twitter, so I want to go ahead and answer these two questions. The one was I asked if he'd come back when his album's released. He said, I would love to be a guest again after the album releases and do a behind-the-story per song interview. I had so much fun talking tonight and think it'd be really cool to go through the album oh thank you let me retweet his answers don't forget you can follow me on coffee talk wc and follow brandon flipping on on twitter sorry b flipping music and then i asked him about um you know what was his ultimate goal as a counselor since he's getting um, a counseling degree and uh, a master's degree in counseling excuse me he said my goal is to be a licensed professional counselor and help people of pretty much all ages navigate through struggles with mental health specifically they put in parentheses substance abuse is not my forte i think eventually one day i'd like to open my own practice as well oh good for you i think that's really cool because you were talking earlier about how you grow up doing either music or sports and such and so i think it's awesome that he showed how he figured out he can do both music and be a counselor counseling so good for him i think that's awesome very cool very very cool all right, so again, we got 14 minutes to go. If you want to call in and say hello, 
um, just doing trending trending topics in general right now. There you go. Three two three six four two one five five six. I mentioned America's Got Talent. Trying to find the name of the winner. The guy that does a lot of card tricks. Uh, one winner. What is his name? And it takes a lot to impress me, especially with magic. But yeah, he was good. I gotta say, he he definitely earned it. He was really good. Shin Lim, that's his name. Oh, they had him on the Ellen Show. Nice. I'll have to find that uh, interview later and see that on TV on my DVR. I record all the Ellen Show episodes and I go back and watch them later on on DVR. Oh, Simon Cowell signed Courtney. Y'all remember the Janis Joplin style singer girl? Wow. He signed Courtney Hadwin. Congrats to her. See what I mean? These these contestants are already winning. I hope Simon Cowell gives Vicky that TV show idea he had too for her. You want to do a reality TV show of her and her friends in the trailer park at the neighbors? I think that would be amazing. Oh, I oh hi, Master Sergeant Burby. I miss you. Emmy's in the chat room telling me her uncle B says hi. I miss him so much. I miss you, Uncle. Oh, I'm so happy he retired. Though I'm happy for him. Very happy for him. But I want him to know I miss him very much. Uh, these are my soldier friends, in case y'all are wondering, if you're a new listener. Um, they're overseas serving, and they listen to the podcast when they can. Uh, there's Screaming Eagles unit from Fort Campbell overseas, and there's Emmy in the Air Force, and she's close with them. Her uncle, Matt Sergeant Burby, was from Screaming Eagles unit, and he retired. And unfortunately, we've lost many of them along the way, but they're never forgotten. Um Okay, so 12 minutes to go. And on that note, I would love to put like a whole talent show segment together. Maybe I can get Brandon as part of that. I want to line up like a whole two-hour variety talent show where I have comedians and singers. All y'all just call in and entertain the troops and everybody. How cool, especially with holidays around the corner. I would love to do that, help lift morale. So let me know if you're interested. I'm going to put it out there in the universe, make it happen. Um, follow me on Twitter. Like Brandon reached out on Twitter. Thank you again so much. I really enjoyed interviewing him earlier. Um, yeah, so let me know if you're interested. You can you know, you know, send me audio clips. I can put it together, or you can call in live, whichever. I think it would be amazing to put something together. That's an idea. That may be, help me actually put it together better if people send in audio clips. And then I can play your comedy acts, your music acts. Um, spoken word, poetry, what have you. All of y'all got some kind of talent out there. (laughs) All right. Or if you just want to say hello and give them messages, thanks too. Feel free to do that as well. Always welcome to do that. Hoo-ah! Master Sergeant Burby said hoo-ah to me, so I'm saying hoo-ah back in the chat room. Emmy's aww in the chat room with me. Awesome. All right. I was trying to think. Oh, Big Brother. Okay. Y'all know I could talk about Big Brother all day, all night. And the finale's coming up, which is probably a blessing in disguise for me. Because, <laughs> you know, I could just keep on talking about it. Um, so, final three. JC, KC, I know their names rhyme, right? And Tyler. I've been Team Tyler from day one, I've got to say. I'll be ecstatic if he wins, but unfortunately, I don't think he's going to win first place. I think he's got a shot at second place, but I don't think he handled jury management very well. Casey rocked jury management. 
it'll take a miracle, I think, for JC to get final two. And I should knock on wood because I don't want him to make final two. I want Casey and Tyler make final two. But then I guess if JC and Tyler went final two, Tyler might actually have a chance of winning. But Tyler against Casey, yeah, I think Casey's going to win first place and Tyler second place. But I don't know. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on that. That's always a fun topic for me. And every time I say, I'm not going to watch Big Brother anymore, like a month or two later, another show's on. Celebrity Big Brother sequel or whatever is going to be up next. So I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) All I know is that I watch America's Got Talent Big Brother over the summer, just really the two shows I watch. Big Brother I watch way too much because they have the Big Brother After Dark at Night on Pop TV. So I just kind of have it as my background noise. And then – the two shows, the only two shows I really care about after that, well, of course, the Ellen Show, I always record on DVR, you know, y'all know that's a given, but other than the Ellen Show, the only two shows I care about are Big Bang Theory, which is going to be the last season, y'all, I'm a little sad about that, and Grey's Anatomy. I hope Grey's Anatomy is on forever. It's been on so many years, so many seasons, I'm so spoiled with my favorite show being on so long. It's, it's the perfect combination for me, because it's like a little bit comedy with the 30 minute sitcom a week with Big Bang Theory and then the one hour drama (laughs) with Grey's Anatomy they have the best writers oh my gosh I just I love that show I just love it so good what else is going on we talked a little bit about NFL mostly my home team Cowboys lost (laughs) against the Seahawks today um Hmm. What else is big in the news? Oh, my talk show mentor, Ross Matthews, won an award. So I I definitely want to take a moment to say congrats to him. I'm so proud of you, Ross. I love you so much. And I'm truly, truly just so proud of you. But I'm not surprised because I felt like you definitely earned it, deserved it. So it's not like I'm shocked you won it because you deserved it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've been a fan of his from day one, you know, back when he was Rossi intern doing the talkie blogs with his dog, Louise, at the time. It's, she rests in peace. My dog, Prescott, had a crush on Louise. would watch all these videos of, of Louise and Ross with me. <laughs> and um, I just love Ross so much. So give him a shout-out. Tell him Shell said hi. Follow him on Twitter. His name's Hello Ross over there. And... I'm just so proud of him. I'm just so proud of him. Yeah, but yeah, he just won. I'm going to look this up here. Um, he was, wow. He's won a few awards here and there, but I think this particular one meant a lot to him. Well, I mean, they all mean something to him, but I know he has a um, star in Palm Springs, California, but I hope he gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame soon, too. You can find this on YouTube. He won the Davidson Valentini Award at the 2018 GLAD Gala in San Francisco. A fellow judge from RuPaul's Drag Race, Michelle Fassage, presented him with the honor. I'm so proud of him. I wish I could play the audio clip, but I can't seem to get it to, to go through the talk show audio, or I would. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'm just gonna click CC on the video, you know, the caption, and try to read it. But unfortunately, it might get some of his quotes wrong, so forgive me in advance. But I'm gonna try here for y'all. Okay. I know he teases Michelle in part of the speech. I'm gonna see if I can get to the serious part. Uh, he talks about how he, you know, grew up in a little farm town as a young boy, big dreams. 
had that exact same zest for life now, and it's come, um, talks about his voice, you know, being high-pitched, kind of makes a joke about that. And he says, but what he didn't have back then when he was a young boy in the small farm town was understanding of that, where this life could lead, knowing he was gay, spending his free time color-coordinating socks, memorizing the entire score to Annie. But even when he was singing, the sun will come out tomorrow and sending a not-so-subtle hint to his mother that her son could come out tomorrow, you know, being gay. <laughs> nice play on words. He's always good puns and play on words. Um, that he didn't even know really at the time what gay meant, you know, what kind of life that he could have a grown-up person even look like. He didn't really see examples when he looked out his front window in a small town in Mount Vernon. He didn't see example on TVs when he turned on the TV. Gayest thing on TV back then was Bert and Ernie or the brawny paper towel guy, right? How funny. He's making a joke there, of course. Um, and then says, oh, I'm so proud of you, and says that, you know, it can be scary that he remembers um, going rogue, remembers honestly thinking, like, can I grow up? You know, does it look like it was scary? It was so isolating. And that has always driven him to be the example that he, that he didn't have so that kids everywhere who don't have a community or support can turn on their TV and maybe see someone like him and being unapologetic high-pitched, big-bone, three-chin, Care Bear version of a human just being himself. Aww. <laughs> you know, self-deprecating joke there, and at the same time inspiring, encouraging. Uh, they've got the uh, camera on Perez Hilton. Aww. How funny. He says, someone once told him back in the early day, 17 years, He'd been working on TV 2001. Uh, if you can get a job being yourself, you'll be employed for your entire life. Wow. Think about that. Just being myself is a simplest thing, and perhaps a scared kid, someone out there will realize that if people can welcome me into their living rooms, maybe just they're going to be okay. Oh, I'm grateful for that. Very nice, Ross. Very nice. He's grateful for history. It was his favorite class. Whenever the teacher was talking, he pictured all the characters, you know, in his mind, favorite actors. And he, he would imagine the characters dressed like Abe Lincoln as his favorite actors, actor. Just how funny to hold them. In the past, I always judged morals, what was right, what was wrong, who fought to move forward, who tried to keep people down. And he says, I don't know if you're aware, but spoiler alert, we're kind of in the middle of some historic stuff right now. Did you know? <laughs> Trump talked to Kim Jong, Sarah Parker, <laughs> Kim to control, aren't speaking. What kind of world are we living in? <laughs> Petrified. I watch so much MSNBC right now. How funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
they're all just trying and it feels like the world is what's that word yeah or trick all <laughs> and how would you how you say you should learn it the rest assured history will judge this moment too so if you have not taken a side now is the time take a side vote now <laughs> Vote now is the time because years from now, I promise you in the future generations study what is happening in 2018. Honey, they'll know where I stood. And because you're all here tonight, we're glad they're going to know where you stood too. We stood for love. Oh, that's nice. We stand for love. That's a nice speech. Good job, Ross. Congrats again. Beautiful way to wrap up the show. On that note, I'm going to end with your mind by Brandon Hilton, a short and sweet ballad. Thanks for listening to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Keep tuning in Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. And in the meantime, hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. Don't forget to send your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests. Or just say hi, Coffee Talk WC on Twitter. In the meantime, wishing each of you a wonderful, safe week ahead. And as we wrap up, here's your mind by Brandon Hilton. Enjoy. Surprise, told me to go, baby, go. You know I come for you. If you really love someone, you gotta let them go. Sometimes it's meant to be. I'll come back for you if you wait for me. I know things are gonna change, but you want this heart, it'll stay the same. You being gone, sometimes it gets too much to bear. But then I think of you, and baby, I'm right there with you. You broke down all my walls you way inside my heart I don't want nothing else To lose myself and we're apart When you're right in front of me I'm on cloud nine I feel complete When we kiss can barely breathe In the sand on the private beach In the sea just you and me So damn glad I got you, baby While I sit and wait I'll write this song for you when you come back to me, baby, I will sing it for you. My love grows stronger each and every day. I won't give up on us, I promise you I'd wait. Wait you my heart in the sand, your hand in mine again. The clouds filled up the sky, rain fell like tears in my eyes. And underneath the stars looking in your eyes. My world in front of me, it's no surprise you're mine.